Welcome to the Room of Lives. I'm your host, Neil. In this final part of my conversation with artist and writer, Maria Monalisa Gharavi, I ask her about the role of religion and spirituality in her life. Um, my last question to you. There was a previous interview that I read where someone was talking about privacy and you kind of likened the privacy to like free will and like, oh, we know it doesn't exist, but kind of sometimes have to pretend at least like we do. I'm going to segue off of that. I'm not going to talk about privacy, but I was like, oh, is that what you think about free will? Actually think that we don't have free will. So what is the role of like religion or spirituality in your life? I think the free will part that you're talking about mm. was I was making an analogy to say, you know, like to go back to like the example of you have to have an ego, you have to get out mm. of bed and put your clothes on and brush your own teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and back to the question of do how much control do I have in my life? Right. Um, I'd like to think that I have free will. But do I? I mean, how much of it is underwritten by my biology, my mm-hmm. hormones, the epigenetics, the generational trauma, the yeah. events that I simply can't control? Like if I'm, you know, I don't know, in a car or on a bicycle, how much of the movements of other people are really under my control and so on and so on. So, you know, human behavior is quite mysterious, but uh, I still need to live my life as though I have it. Mm. Um what is the role of religion in that? Is Was that what you said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. No, what is I mean, the role I think... of, yeah, what is the role of religion and spirituality in your life? In mine? That's yeah. a growing area and a growing question. I think um, mm. I read that Bell Hooks, the late Bell Hooks, who we just lost, uh, defined herself or or announced herself as a Buddhist Christian And I was really inspired by that. I was like, oh, can I be a Buddhist Muslim then? Um, I guess my, my, my sense of that, the label is sure all of the above. I mean, I was raised Muslim, but you cannot actually discuss Islamic theology or an Islamic society without mentioning what's come before it. So much of Islam is built on the foundations of Judaism, for example. I mean, I would say that unchallenged. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many of the practices, let's say, um, and, you know, in terms of the Abrahamic framework, but I think I've taken quite a ride with it. Uh, I, ironically or disjunctively, I think being raised within a very kind of with a lot of limitations, right? Like a, 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 I remember being told like there's four frames and you're within it and being conditioned to think of myself as within some kind of frame made me really want to push the frame out and get rid of the frame. Um, some time ago, I want to say maybe 2016 or 17, I was exposed to Buddhist principles and wasn't, you know, meditating yet, or maybe I was trying to, but thought of myself as kind of a failure in that endeavor and went to study, went to study 
Buddhist lineage. Um, and funny enough, while I was there, what kept coming up over and over for me was the likeness of it to Islamic ideas or even ideas that, um, ideas and practices and ways of being and being a constituted person in the world that I had learned in Candomblé, which mm. is an Afro-diasporic syncretic belief system often found in Brazil, in the West Indies, Cuba, and elsewhere. And I've been exposed to that and that um, faith for, in, in you know, in my 20s. And so when I was at this Buddhist retreat and hearing, you know, these, some of them, people who are like lay people, uh, they're called householders and mm -hmm. others, actual monks. Um, it was really astonishing how much it would bring up, you know, Shia theology in terms of justice and, um, things that I had remembered reading and being exposed to. It brought up points in Candomblé about, spiritual deities and all things or even this idea of consciousness as uh the even the idea of the illusion of separation within buddhism and therefore oneness i couldn't stop thinking about how that was related to islam and the oneness or the unity of god and within that a submission aka taslim or a surrender to a design that is that is does not have you at the center of it. So I'm trying to kind of unravel and uncover these things and allow for them to coexist. I don't have a lot of people to talk about this with. I tend to have people in my life who are, you know, maybe agnostic or atheistic in some way or have some semblance of a Christian heritage in their upbringing. I've been to Catholic school, so I'm I feel pretty familiarized with Catholicism, given that I was, you know, in one in a Catholic school for three or four years. Uh, I went to Baptist schools as a child, so I was exposed to that. But I will say, um, I recently gave an NPR interview, like all things considered. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's out or if it's going to be out anytime soon, but it was about the SCOTUS decision. And the interviewer asked me to talk about you know, what it's like to receive this information about essentially Christian nationalism and its beliefs setting a tone about what women's bodily autonomy might look like. And my response to them was, you know, it makes you realize the dominant culture you're living in. In other words, mm. it gives evidence to the unity of church and state. The Supreme Court is not elected in this country. It's appointed. Well, why does that sound so different or so much less hostile than the Supreme Council in Iran, which mm. is subject to sanctions by the United States government? Why is that so different? Because if the majority of a nine-person appointed, unelected class of people, many with ties, documented ties to Christian nationalisms, in fact, bear it as being in a cult. That is mm. not my opinion. That is fact. It's, mm. it's in the news currently. Um, what does that say for minoritarians who do not have, share those beliefs in this country? And not just people like me, but 
you know, there's lawsuits now being launched by Jewish women who are saying, this isn't my belief. My belief is not about, you know, a fetus as a person, nor is it an Islamic belief. And by the way, nor is it a Christian one, but we don't have time to get into that. Mm. Um, these are novel ideas that are led by people who speak on behalf of mm. great faiths traditions. We can have our opinion on what the, what the, whether those faiths are in fact great, but we're all under that umbrella. And I think that, you know, to go back to your point about depression and <laughs> apocalypse, I mean, it's profoundly alarming. Um, and by the way, Afghanistan was invaded with that pretext, right? We're going to go and save the women. Mm. We're going to go save these poor Muslim women who are in cages. And actually, I don't want to sort of diminish that idea, right? Women are imperiled all over the world. I mean, I think you were just in India. We don't have time to get into the place of women in Indian society and, and you know, what's happening there. We can talk about sex trafficking in Iraq. We can talk about you know, the epidemic of violence against girls and women in the United Kingdom. We can talk about France, who just sticks its, I, I just spent three months there, just sticks its head in the sand about, you know, the question of gender equity, even though it's sort of like seen as the enlightened, you know, the enlightened European place. So all that to say, I think religious borrowing has had a lot of impact in my life. I think I'm very attracted to belief systems that call us to decenter ourselves mm. and um, continue to be. And I also see a lot of, um, I see a lot of contiguity and parallel within these traditions. And I also want to take up space and have autonomy to interpret them. Mm. One of the things that attracted me to Islamic thinking again is that there is no medium between you and God. There's not supposed to be a mm. cleric, uh, a man, a woman, nothing. That there is mm. a direct linkage. There's a direct link to God. It is not based on a clerical system, even though it's been carried out as though it is. And so, you know, I want to take up a lot of, I want to take up as much critical thinking, uh, as much autonomous um, debate, as much consciousness raising and feeling as I can to be able to deepen a radical vision, not just the artistic vision that we were talking about, but a radical personal vision. And what is the end goal? I think the end goal is personal power. And personal power doesn't mean misuse of resources or, you know, being like the president of Amazon or something. I think personal power is moving through the world with a kind of code with an integrity and a personal code of what you're willing to do and what mm -hmm. you're unwilling to do. And I'm always updating that code. Um, I want to live with it, whether mm -hmm. that makes me religious or non-religious, I don't know, but it's important for me to, to be living in the, in the path of personal power and being a part of writing that code of integrity for myself um, using multiple sources, a richness of sources. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those were all my questions and yeah, I just think you're super cool, you know, and I feel like 
yeah i feel like yeah your perspective is like really powerful and um yeah i'm just really glad that we ended up talking in the back of that cab one time and me uh, too me too i think it was you know serendipity to take it back there because i was gonna uber from this conference to tampa international airport <laughs> and a friend of mine was like hey you should look at the ride board and take a ride share <laughs> and and i did and um you know i think uh whatever i've said that resonates with you was likely kind of already there in you too yeah um and that said it doesn't mean you know I do think a lot of your questions go back to sort of like the state of the world. And I think it's a really, maybe I share in your thinking that it's pretty dark. It's a pretty mm -hmm. dark time. You know, we're still in like a pandemic, <laughs> you know, like it's still there. We can talk about it as though it's not, we can live our lives as though it's not, but it is. And yeah. we're living in like the consequences of that. And, you know, the profound isolation of people and the kind of like, people like marinating in these ideas that get untested and they're just sort of like mm -hmm. isolated They're It's so airless and anytime we could oxygenate our own ideas yeah. um, to me is very healthy. So I I'm also grateful that I got a chance to kind of oxygenate yeah, some yeah. of my ideas here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I, I don't know what, how I presented myself, but I'm actually like, I'm pretty optimistic. A lot of the times when I think about, you know, the state of the world, the frame of mind that I have is as if that I am like some kind of a passive object that is just subject to everything that's happening. But uh, at different times, like I, I get off my ass and I'm like, hey, hang on a sec. Like I'm part of this living, breathing, animated universe and I can also do stuff and it ripples out and I can start where I am and I can do things and just start to affect positive change just around me. And then it kind of ripples out. And there's like enormous power in that too. If you, and the more you believe in that, the more powerful it gets. And um, yeah, and I've seen it like, this is why I was talking a little bit about the kind of power that I was feeling when I was listening to you. Like, I feel like a lot of the time when you're like really manifesting the kind of authentic power, it doesn't even take much. Like a person can see you for 30 seconds and be like, wow, there was something about that. Um, so yeah, I feel like a lot of the time I try to stay in that, like, okay, I'm not just like a passive object that just receives what the darkening universe, like it's also my job. Like, I'm not just here to watch. I'm here to uh, manifest a little bit of the kind of universe that I would like this to be. Um, and I think somewhere in there, there is like an infinite wellspring of optimism. Um, like, I think there I, is no I end. Agree. And I also believe that this is never, that ap apocalyptic things can happen. But in a sense, I feel like this life and, and, and the fact that things are happening, it's just infinite. It's just going to constantly, infinitely regenerate itself. And some of it is going to die and new things are going to come. And it's just going to keep churning new shit forever. Everything that's happening is happening for the first time and the last time. And it's just going to keep happening forever. Yeah. So. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I, you know, human resilience as a factor 
mm-hmm. here is is really a miracle um the way that we you know in some ways are to use your word passive object like we are mm. subject to our evolutionary history our biology our hormones all of these things beyond our control and yet mm-hmm. we have highly opposable thumbs <laughs> and a talent and a telencephalon we have these things that distinguish us in some ways as being able and capable of maybe having a a hand in our destiny and i can't help but feel like that's a motivating factor we talked about cats earlier i think taking care of a cat my zen master is what i call my cat um taking care of an animal too has been a profoundly humbling experience and one Mm -hmm. filled with optimism even if you know even if something's wrong or Mm -hmm. the vet gives you news you don't like but the that kind of care has Mm -hmm. also given me i don't know this sounds strange to say but it it fills me with a sense of purpose and and um delight even delight like what's she gonna do next you know yeah i think we need we need predictability and we need unpredictability you know yeah yeah, it shakes you out of indifference, like whichever way it is, you're like now connected. You're like, shit matters now. <laughs> Thanks for joining Mona Lisa and me today in the Room of Lives. Take care. Until next time.